podcasters, and welcome to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast about comic books, graphic novels, sequential arts, and other things. And I am your host, Henry Gilbert, that is H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. Hello, and uh, I'm here with a single guest. said it was such a disappointment. The very, yes. Yeah. Already I have one sip of beer, I almost had to do the show Sish sober. appointment. Uh, it's Chris I'm Antista. Christopher Antista, and I'll be your single... Uh, other guys couldn't make it this week because stupid fuckity-fuck Grimm decided to hold one of his shitlord movie nights, this time featuring, what is it, the Roger Corman, Fantastic Four, and Catwoman? That is they true. double bill, and we need to scurry off over that. The computer is dead, and not going to sell the show, this show short, <laughs> except it will be shorter. I mean, we are selling you a shorter show. With no sound effects, but I assure you they're here. We just can't plug them in. Kaboing! That was a good one, too. Maybe if I get the mic super close to the keyboard speaker. Well, just put one of the other mics by the keyboard speaker. That's a much better idea, Hank. There. I think we got that on there. Sure. That's from last week's Video Game Apocalypse, where we talked about all Ninja Turtle games. Hmm. But just because the Ninja Turtles trailer thing. trailer. Did you see somebody? Yeah, that trailer. Meh. Well, they look like... wasn't what, bad. What I call them? Tiny hulks backpacking through Europe? <laughs> uh, they, they looked very weird and grotesque and golem-like. Mm-hmm. And then somebody just photoshopped, like, fixed up their faces to mm-hmm. be more like the original movie Turtles. It just, mm-hmm. they look friendlier and somehow more Ninja Turtle-like. Not the, the lips, that they have lips. Yeah, those lips, I just... I guess I get it that you want to have like lips instead of like just a flapping mouth. Like if that was probably a limitation of the Jim Henson company at the time. Uh, the I, I would shop. say there's no problem with that. Like mm-hmm. they're 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 talking turtles. They're not mm-hmm. real, mm-hmm. but like and if you want to say like oh let's make it more real, then what? They then they would have a beak. They wouldn't even have exactly. mouth. Like they'd have an overbite and talk like this because we mm-hmm. all know turtles talk slow. Yeah, How was the turtle in the in the Bugs Bunny one? We like, Cecil? oh boy, oh boy. Well, I guess Where you got you? me. Get him, fellas. Which one of those cartoons was edited because yeah. Bugs Bunny kills himself at the end? Uh, oh yeah. Well, I think it was the first one. It's literally a gun to the head. Yeah. Well, that uh, I I miss when cartoons at the end of the they get to the end and like, well, what can we do? Like this guy's mm-hmm. so shocked, but we've had him react so shocked before. Like he kills himself. <laughs> All right, yeah. He's already done sixteen scream takes. We got up the ante. <laughs> uh, I love that just because it's the it's the fucking concrete proof I have that cartoons weren't always for kids. Mm-hmm. They just work on every generation. And since no one wanted to bother making new animation, mm-hmm. they happened to last for eighty years. Yeah, yeah, they they should have just been replaced with something new, but nobody bothered to make them yes. anymore. And so then they were just left with the ones from the 40s, which had 40s sensibilities. And some that were just unwatchable. Did I mention recently that I've watched one of the Celebrities on Parade one where it was just, uh, yeah, it was like, we're the, well, the first the joke was that it was an, an expensive high-class, exclusive restaurant in Los Angeles, in Hollywood. And it was like, dinners, $20 and up. That's a joke. (laughs) My word. $20 and up, that's an uproar. That's an an uproar uprage. Of course you know, this means... (laughs) I wrote a a similar thing about that recently because there was um, both Mega Man and DuckTales call-outs on the latest episode of Steven Universe. wrote about it on CapCapMovie.com. I haven't seen uh, that. Someone episode. had pointed it out, and 
it's very clearly a Mega Man reference, very subtle too, and then mm-hmm. a very like a bunch of giant balls come over. Like, how are we supposed to get out of this? And Steven just goes, "Swim like a rich duck." <laughs> and ducks under. And, and I was like, "That's that's beautiful." And like, I like I love a any. I know the audience isn't all children, mm-hmm. but I love any kid who a gets that reference and knows who Mega Man and uh, Scrooge McDuck are. Mm-hmm. I b love it in the same way I would bafflingly endure caricatures of Jimmy Durante and World War II rationing mm. jokes in Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he said swim like a rich duck. You mean like how it, does he swim like how Scrooge swims in the opening? It's that of... they, they were buried in a pile of solids. Oh, I see. I see. Yes. That's swim see, like that is duck. awesome. I feel like I feel like that is one of those things you just go like, oh, I'm swimming in money, you know. And like I think kids McDuck. get that, and there's no reason in the world that they should, except mm-hmm. something about that has endured without them ever seeing the show. Mm-hmm. But in a, in the special I watched, or in that one, in the short I watched, like, half the joke, I, I, and I think I know older, mm-hmm. older Hollywood stuff more than most people. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't say more than most people, but I know, I'd say I know it all right. Looky there, it's Elmer the Great. Well, exactly. It was just like, I was like, I don't know that person. Don't know that Archibald person. Archibald Ramshackle, king of, <laughs> star of stage and screen. Don't know them. Okay, that's Cary Grant. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, that's Clark Gable. Nope. Nope. Oh, there's the... Irving Hebrew. Though I did recognize a young Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney. Like that. Uh, yeah. And then, Ju- and then Mickey Rooney, there's some joke that he runs out of money and then he's asking... Uh, an MGM executive for more money, and I was like, "This is like Rip this from is the ripped from the headlines of 1939." Yep. And you probably remember this one because the mm-hmm. final joke, mm-hmm. the whole the whole show, they've also like super rotoscoped all these people. Like it, it's very different than most mm. Warner stuff, where you could you could Warner is kind of known for squash and stretch, and Bugs yeah. doesn't usually move like a human; like he moves like he's drawn by cartoonists, yes. but. This one was totally more like the Disney style of like the, we drew a person dancing that we photographed. Oh, I, I know the I know the dance move. <laughs> but then at the end, like Clark Gable is chasing after a hot blonde all mm-hmm. night, but he can't see her face. Ow. Then he grabs her like, oh, tell me, baby, I, right. I gotta tell you, let me turn around. It's Car- it's Groucho Marx. Ah, oh, what do you think? Fancy, well, fancy, fancy meeting you here. Fancy meeting you here. I used to just scream like scream those lines out. To my and my parents would crack up, so I'm like, I guess it's funny. Like, no, it's funny to watch you quote dead celebrities you have no context of as a fucking three year old. I love the old Looney Tunes. I was going yes. somewhere with that. Oh well, comic books. Oh, I read more of that um, the Muppets. Oh, fuck. Uh, I want to read that so bad. Rob Lang. What I loved about and it I was... I encourage everyone to go see Muppets Most Wanted. It's not getting a lot of love at the box office because you all are seeing Divergent. Or Frozen again. Or Frozen. I like Frozen. It's made the most money of any of any Disney film to date. Yes, it's the highest animated, highest grossing animated movie, mm-hmm. and I, that's not in any way adjusted for inflation. Yeah, so it means nothing. Well, the last one was Toy Story three, which was also mm-hmm. over a billion, which wasn't that long. Also ago. not adjusted for inflation. Mm-hmm. Listen to Laser Times, the most expensive everything. Um, but I, what I liked about the Rob Landridge Muppets book mm-hmm. is that he wrote it to be. The issue is an episode of The Muppets, The Muppet Muppet Show, Show. as in, well, there's no guest, but it is a storyline that goes throughout it, and then they have, like, (laughs) time for the pigs in space, and it is a page of pigs in space, and that hits all the same beats. Then it's a page of the dancing sequence, with a bunch of jokes there. Then it's a page of, uh, 
uh, dog surgeon veterinarian's hospital where where the where the doctors are truly going to the dogs. See, <laughs> that is I've heard people. A, com- uh, a guy I really like on Twitter, mm-hmm. Tom Sharpling, who, who who used to host the best show on WFMU, he said, uh, I never liked the Muppets. Like, I, I think the Muppets are lame. And I was like, well, why? And then he said, like, because it's a bunch of just old vaudeville jokes to- told by felt puppets. Like, it's just, they're just telling shitty old vaudeville jokes. And I was like, I kind think, of right. I but- think, oh, I hate myself for saying this. I'm not a huge fan of the Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. It has its moments, but it's like mostly cornball musical numbers and bad <laughs> jokes. Yes, yeah. But everything else they've ever done, I've been a huge fan of. See, I love the Muppet Show, but I also I know I don't love the Muppet. I show. roll my eyes at the bad jokes where I go, it's like, yeah, it's a bad joke mm. that you're telling ah! badly. Yeah, it's a bad joke that you know is bad, and you just go, huh? Bad joke, huh? <laughs> yeah. And but I do love when they would sing. Old songs, songs that were old then. Mm-hmm. Like in the 1970s, they were singing songs that were 40 years old. Yeah. And I also, I like, I like what people would call bad mm-hmm. 70s music. So when they would have Linda Ronstadt mm-hmm. on or John Denver or Elton John, like they would be on singing their my, big hits. Yeah. On my show. Uh, uh, when I go back to, it's never going to be on DVD. It's The Beatles' Here Comes the Sun, oh, yeah. sung by dozens of flowers as the lights on stage consistently go out as they get to the chorus <laughs> here yeah. comes this when they would sing like Jim Croce songs mm-hmm. and uh, I like I could save time in a bottle they like the what's his face I the, only know the one line of that song that would appear in commercials for compilations albums containing it <laughs> I could <laughs> save time in a bottle and that's it he also I don't know sang, what he do he also sang Bad, Bad Leroy Brown, Jim Croce, which referenced tugging on Superman's cape and that you don't do that. Yeah. Because what was the story with that guy? He was a... Uh, what? Jim Croce, he died tragically? No, no. The, the, the big Bad Leroy Bla- bad, Brown was a real... Bad, Bad Leroy a Brown, real baddest man in the whole tow downtown. truck driver who would just go tow cars and mm-hmm. like a bully, you couldn't fuck with him. You just had mm-hmm. to pay him. Like, what was I doing? I wasn't doing anything wrong. Big bad Leroy Brown, man. Mm-hmm. You don't want to tug on Superman's cape. Yeah, let me just tell you. Well, I, there was a there. They made a joke of that in Jeff Johns' book. Mm-hmm. In one of, when Jeff Johns did the uh, Superman Legion comic, mm-hmm. where in a fight, a guy when Superman has lost his powers, he's in a fight with just a regular guy, mm-hmm. and the guy grabs his cape, and then Superman grabs it back and punches him and says, "Don't." <laughs> I, I, I did read scene. something by Jeff Johns this week that I what? had infinite questions about right. for you because it was a first for me. Okay. I have never in my life, never have I read. Let's see if you can guess. A, a, a title. A, mm, an Aquaman. Issue? No. I love Aquaman. Especially, I even love Jeff Johns' Aquaman. Justice League America. I read that already. Read that. that was like one of the first new things I read. Did you let me borrow Je- it? A recent Jeff Johns? Not no. terribly recent. Flash. No, but I've read that too. Teen Titans. No. Uh, I'm Man, see, people, here. if you're just listening for the JSA. first time, you usually have sound effects. No. All right, just tell me then. Uh, Hawk guy. Hawk oh, Hawkman. Hawkman. Okay. Hawk I love this Hawkman stuff. Um, I was like not, like I could not get over it. <laughs> The design. You look like uh, a He-Man figure with an Egyptian mask. He was it before He-Man. I was know, He-Man. but it still looks ridiculous with modern 
things all around him. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see him being a Golden Age superhero. Yeah. But it looks absurd. And it, 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 he works great in Golden and Silver Age. It, it is strange that no, like, no DC characters, they rarely get a visual upgrade. And when they do, everybody complains. But they mm-hmm. do look contrasted with superheroes everywhere else. <laughs> Very silly. Yeah. Hawkman is no exception. Well, it's tough because you have... With Superman, in, in with like characters like Superman or, mm-hmm. or Hawkman, like mm-hmm. more so Superman, the costume becomes iconic, mm-hmm. and so it, it just is what people remember. But then underpants outside of your pants do look weird, and so you want to get rid of it. But then <laughs> is when, that happening anywhere in Marvel? But then when you get rid of it, and nah, I don't think so. Like Hawkeye doesn't dress like that anymore. Captain America, well. He there was definitely a line between his legging and his underpants, but I think there, uh, yeah, I think there still is. But I think well, like even the X Men, like pretty much don't wear those. Uh, Wolverine now, Wolverine kind of has pants now. He doesn't have like blue underpants and yellow and yellow leggings. So yeah, I think it's pretty much gone. But can you explain to me the origins of Hawkeye? The Hawk Hawk guy. I'm sorry, Hawk guy as in Hawkman. Hawk Hawkman is very complicated, honestly. Like, you had to read... When they brought back Hawkman, mm-hmm. it took Jeff Johns, like, five issues to even just say, like, look, we are condensing all this complicated history into this. I am generalizing in some cases, but we have got to make this work there just to even bring it back. was but, something so. admirable about the first couple of pages, because they don't pull any punches with his outfit. It mm-hmm. looks absurd. Yeah. And then and it's... But he's going to kick you get your to the, ass what before he laughs at you. The title you... page, the splash page. Uh-huh. And then right underneath, it, it gives his, like... What I have to imagine is his complete and honest origin mm-hmm. that he and his wife... All right. an, an Egyptian king and queen yes. touched an alien spacecraft and yes. their, the bond of their love mm-hmm. allowed them to absorb the energy from that craft and they are now... It was made of nth metal. It was yes. from the Hawk world. From this nth metal the ship. Hawk world. It then bound their... It, Man, then so bound their it then bound their souls together to be reborn over and over again yes. but also to be killed by the same guy over and over again. That I did not know. The, the shadow thief or whatever. Or no, a new... Anubis something or other mm-hmm. and so they would keep getting reborn and so they had all these past lives mm-hmm. and then they were reborn once more again as these guys but so in the in the 40s there was a creation of the character Hawkman and his sidekick Hawk Girl, who was his wife like they got married eventually and eventually it became that they, they and were... her name was uh, her name was like she- Shira yeah then, so you had those golden age characters not like the He-Man universe it's totally different <laughs> So you have the He-Man, uh, yeah, the He-Man <laughs> characters. So you have the Golden Age characters. Cut to 1955. They create the the Silver Age begins in DC, mm-hmm. and with that, they're like, no, we need a new Flash, we need a new Green Lantern, mm-hmm. we need new guys of these old second tier dudes. Mm-hmm. Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman stay the same, but everybody else changes. So they're like, well, then we need a new Hawkman. Mm-hmm. This new and like the Flash and Green Lantern, they had their old. Golden Age characters then got redone in a sci-fi style. They're like, we need we need more sci-fi mm-hmm. elements. Like the Flash just run, ran fast because he runs fast, and he you know he's got a metal World like, War One helmet. Yeah. Instead, they're like, no, a a special chemical mixture did this to him, and also he's a super scientist. And and the same with Green Lantern. Like he's not just a dude with a magic ring. He's a member of a giant intergalactic team, and he goes to all these different planets. So when it's Hawkman's turn, mm-hmm. they say, well, okay, these 
two characters. There'll still be the two of them, mm-hmm. but they are aliens from another world, uh, from the planet Hawkworld. Ron. It, it, well, no, Ron is, is their other planet. It's it's Thanagar. Thanagar mm-hmm. is the other name of Hawkworld. This is Silver Age, the 60s. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're just, they are space aliens that, who have pretty much, they're Katar Hall instead of Carter Hall and Shaira instead of Shira Hall. And they're still married, basically the yeah. same characters, except they're aliens who are getting used to Earth society. Mm-hmm. Then, cut to Crisis. That's when it fucks it up because hmm. they decide they don't want Hawkman to be that guy. Or they don't want Hawkman to have any to background with these guys. Well, they do want him to be an alien. And hmm. so, but then they want him to be a different type of alien. So then they do Hawkworld. But then they also still want to have the old, the old Golden Age Hawkman still exist too. Then they kill off him. <sighs> then the, but then they're like, no, we should have a different Hawk guy when, hmm. we, re, when we rebooted in 93. They're like, nah, we don't like him. Let's reboot him again in 97. Nope, don't like him either. Until a point, and then it comes to the point in 2003 where they're like, what even do we fucking do with this guy? Like, we've stopped using him because his origin, he has, there's five Hawkman that existed in this, in the last 10 years. And so that's why then he pulled it all together to be like, okay, a Thanagarian spaceship Mm -hmm. went back in time, like crash landed in Egypt Mm -hmm. back then. In the past, not back yeah. in time, in the past. In the past. It touched those two people. They have recurring lives, which is why they have, there seems to be different versions of them coming up. Mm-hmm. The 40s versions of them then died and were reborn as the Hawk people who were from, who lived, did come to Earth. Oh, so they all. And then they died again and were reborn again on Thanagar. That's but, interesting. So they're yes. just, they, they are an, a, the life forms of Hawk. Man the souls, Hawk, the souls yeah. of Hawkman and Hawk Girl are omnipotent and live on forever. They keep well, they're not through, omnipotent, but they um, they keep immortal going. and they, they live yeah. on through different vessels. That's the way yeah, they made this. They get sound. reborn over, and that that's where the interesting angle came from. It's like Hawk Girl knows the story. It's like, but look, Hawkman, dude, I don't know you. Yeah, I don't want to marry you. You seem kind of weird, He's and like, now you're telling me like I'm supposed to fall in love like, with you. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but we clearly have a special bond. Mm-hmm. Ma- I'm not going to let you do this thing alone. And it would, it, it, like, at the very end, I'm like, huh, I might follow this story. No, it might. It's, it's good. Uh, you should stop when John's leave the book. <laughs> okay. I was wondering, did it, did it ever get a new 52 reboot? Uh, Hawkman's are, actually, Hawkman isn't around. Hawk Girl is around. No. No, wait, no, Hawkman got a book. It was probably Liefeld. It wasn't very good. Probably. Was it one of the first to go? I do not it remember. It did get it. canceled, yes. I do not remember it. They don't know what they're doing. I, you have a Hawkman shirt. I just assumed you had some vested interest in this character. Not in new stuff with him. They, they, don't, they don't know what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get the feeling that if Johns doesn't write it, mm-hmm. it gets too much editorial. If it's not John, I've said this before, and, and people say that I hate, I hate too much on DC, but this is a feeling I get from present DC. If it's not Johns or Snyder, they get tons of editorial interference, and it turns into a shitty story. Like, it's just what happens. Like, like here's an example I saw online recently. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, so... This artist who was the artist on Catwoman, mm-hmm. like, and he he had drawn this whole thing for issue five. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, is how we made fun of Catwoman back then, was that her and Batman were in a relationship, but she didn't know he's Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. So then, the the what happened was this artist, people didn't know about this, but there was an alternate ending to issue five. He drew ten pages of stuff that then he drew them like and had, were colored and everything. 
And then somebody higher up in DC decided, oh wait, we don't like that change. We we want to change that story. Like they had signed off on it months before to say like, oh yeah, do that. Start drawing it. We're okay with that. Three months later, they go like, no, we don't like that. Well, it's been drawn. Like very weird. And the artist did say that he like he got paid double for it. Like when he drew new pages, he got another page rate. They didn't just say, oh, erase those pages and we're not paying you again. Mm-hmm. But so he, and he shows off the pages and what happened was in his plot, the plot that that the uh, that the writer had decided on was that in issue five, Catwoman was going to find out he's Bruce Wayne, and then in a, and honestly in, in a, a not surprisingly overly sexualized scene based on the first issue of Catwoman, she then goes to Wayne Mansion, and at night, and then like breaks into it. And then strips naked and just stands there and waits for Bruce Wayne to show up. And cause she's like, I know you're watching me. I'm giving you something to look at and come out. And then, like, strategic, like, panels were blocking her naughty bits. Mm-hmm. And and then Bruce Wayne comes out. He's like, what's the meaning of this? She's like, come on. Ma'am. I know. Yeah, he's like, Miss what? Kyle. Uh-huh. And so the guy shared it because he was like, well, I drew this. It's my original art and I can sell it. But, yeah, God, it just got chicken because they changed their mind on what the story was. And it... That is that is weird. I mm. I have I've worked creatively and I've had bosses desire change, but usually like those changes, those kind of changes don't come from people. Like, what are we imagining? They're coming from Money Men. We got a movie series coming yeah. out. We can't, but like, you can change anything later on. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think just one one executive in this pipeline who like. It's so that, weird. I think it just. The information Sorry, goes if, if through for, so many people. That any it, new listener, we've talked about this numerous times, like DC writers, creators quitting the books after mm-hmm. editorial interference from people at the top. But like, why? In, in, in changing storylines at the last minute. But why not? You've agreed on them. Mm-hmm. They're good. Everybody has faith in them. And you decide you want to do something different. Why can't that happen? That, why can can't rewrite that happen it later. six months yes. from now? I don't, I don't know. I think with Marvel, they at least have it figured out enough to just like, yeah, we'll just... Do whatever we like. We you'll say you do it now, and if we, if the circumstances change and we sign some new movie deal, then we'll write a new story. We'll write a new story. The whole yeah. time, the Spider-Man movie was coming out. Like Spider-Man mm. was Doc Ock. Yes. Well, like, and now what's the where's the harm? Uh, I I know it's it's silly, but all right. Speaking, let's get back to good things. I sure, read. sure. I I read uh, the the new this new graphic novel original graphic novel came out from from Marvel. They've been doing a number of them, and I started reading this one. It's called, uh, it's the Spider-Man one, called, I believe, Family Shit. Family Family Shit. Family Shit. Mm. But it's got an interesting idea that, uh, well, first, the art is beautiful. Like, it's all this painted art by one guy. Mm. And because it's a graphic novel, you know, it's a complete story. You're getting the equivalent of of a four-issue storyline in one book. With awesome art, written by Mark Wade and James Robinson, who awesome. are both really good writers. And Wait, how, how many of these have come out? I haven't heard. Anything I know about they've these. done. I know of one other they did, which was an Avengers one that Warren Ellis wrote and mm-hmm. had art by Mike McCone, and it was good. It was mm-hmm. good. I read it, but this one, this uh, this one, just like the, uh, multi-issue one-shots or something like that. Um, yeah, pretty much. Well, no, they're like. It's just an original graphic novel. The, mm. Instead of you buying a collection of, of previously, previously co- published comics, now it's just a single thing. And it takes place in continuity. They're doing it, I think, because like the Earth-1 books did so well for, for DC, you know, where they did... I, I bought both and, yeah. got, and grew tired of both of them yeah. before completion. What I really hated was when you read the Superman Earth-1, you see what 
the bad things that that influenced Man of Steel from that mm-hmm. book. And yeah. yes, but anyway, good things, good things. So the Spider Man book, I'm, I'm just 20 pages in, but it's really interesting concept where the Kingpin seems to be the bad guy of it, mm-hmm. and. Peter Parker is being targeted for something, not Spider-Man. And it has to do with, like, he meets this woman who says she's his his long-lost sister. Mm. Like, a sister he never knew he had. And his parents were international spies. Like, they the last, like they could have had a kid and not told him, you know? Mm-hmm. And when he first meets her, he thinks of all these things. Like, the second he says, I'm your sister, the next panel is... His thought balloons are just overlapping names of, like chameleon mysterio blah blah it's he's naming every villain that could be doing this and they said well but no my spider sense would be going off right now if it was if i was in danger but so it's an interesting premise i i haven't finished reading yet but i think it's a neat book and it's also the one thing i don't like about it is just the timing of it that Mm -hmm. we've been denied a new peter story for so long Mm -hmm. that that i wanted it to feel special when amazing one comes out and you get a new peter story again and so Here's this new Peter story that technically takes place before this Doc Ock stuff happened. When is the new Peter story? Next month. This, it, this On the 16th is is Superior 31. And that's the last issue of oh, Superior. See, I, thought, I thought he was coming in April. Yeah, April. <clears throat> it, the 16th of this mm-hmm. month is the last issue of Superior. On the 30th is the first issue of Amazing. On May 2nd is when Amazing 2 the movie comes out. So it's the week. Amazing number one comes out of the week of the movie. Ba-doom. How convenient. Yep. Did you see... I saw you Facebooked it. The uh, the very disappointing fi- April I, Fool's trick. Uh, I, I hate... I What I've grown to hate at this April Fool's Day is mm-hmm. people coming out. Here's what April Fool's is wrong. All these... like Even a couple like blogs who do nothing but repost other people's content. Mm-hmm. Don't believe anything you see today, but we're going to catalog all of it for you. Yes. Like, I, yeah, what I, a fucking attitude! What a fun day to to like, yeah, I hate politely that grumpy Gus stuff, and it. politely and and nicely prank people. And I, I did notice this stuff. I'm very attuned to what's an April Fool's show. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff that <laughs> you almost believe are what you want to believe. You want to believe, yes, and that and that you want re- to believe Firefly is coming back. That is exactly the one I read. Like that's that's plausible. And their art was nice. Good on yeah. you, uh, whoever did that. Well, but the one I saw was that Marvel buys <laughs> back from Fox, X-Men, and Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. It was such a great headline. When I read it, I was like, what? Oh, this is great. No. And they no, even put a dollar figure, like a believable dollar yes, figure yeah. on it. And then, But then came the Rupert Murdoch quote of him going like, yeah, we don't know what the fuck we're doing with this thing. It'll just be just easier that, to make a bunch of money on selling it back. That Rupert Murdoch would have weighed in like yeah. like that that ninety year old fucking supervillain wants anything to do <laughs> with the comic book movies he happens to mm. own. I bet he would you you'd have to wake him up in the middle of a meeting just to let him know that he ca- he had the rights to Fantastic Four movie. It did make me sad just to think that like they're never gonna do a great X Men or Fantastic Four movie. Like they really. I wrote I wrote a kind of a myopic piece about this earlier on on uh, last week on my on the on my real job at the mm-hmm. Games Radar. It was just about how uh, EA Electronics Arts had a quote saying like, "Oh, we want to take inspiration from Arkham, the Arkham games when we make our Star Wars games." Mm-hmm. And I thought that's a great sentiment to have, but I doubt it. I I it I doubt when I hear that because. Mm-hmm. It is in Warner publishes those Batman games, yes. and they own Batman. 
it is in their best interest to make a great Batman game to invest more in the brand they own. In the long term, for say, let's just pull one out of the blue. Mm -hmm. I know you probably can't even say much in reply to this. I'm just going to say Activision. Activision has made Spider-Man games Mm -hmm. that have been okay-ish at best. The Amazing 2 is coming out soon, Hank. Who knows how that'll be? I just don't know. But... Let's just forget Amazing 2. Let's just think about the, the last three. Okay. It is like they have a deal with Activision has a deal with Marvel, and it's it's in their interest to make a good game, but not a great game. Mm-hmm. A great game costs a lot more money and time than a good game, and they'd make it, it's not profitable to them to really invest in a brand mm-hmm. of something they that's not theirs, especially if like if their best game of the year, if Activision's Highest reviewed game of the year is a Spider-Man game. Well, ten years from now, how can they resell that as an HD edition? How can they keep selling it six years from now? Like, it's just not. A, right. I, I, I feel like. See in, what you're saying. I feel like until the publishers of this kind of stuff own it themselves, and that's the same deal with. That's a, to get back to what I was saying about the X-Men. I feel like that's the same deal with Fox. Mm-hmm. It is in their best interest to make a good X-Men movie, mm-hmm. but they just want to make their X-Men movie for now. It's in Marvel's best interest to want to make a timelessly great thing that yeah. establishes Iron Man forever. I think, you know, I think when you're a licensee, you're you're subject to a lot of deadlines, and whereas yeah, when yeah. DC taking the advantage to control its own game, like this doesn't represent us like we want to, mm-hmm. and now it doesn't get to come out right now. Yeah, whereas if you license something, you don't necessarily have that choice. Not to say there can't be great licensed games because. There Mar- have Marvel been. has has Marvel ever developed a title, and there've been great Marvel. Oh no, yeah, uh, all there have been a number of them. I wonder now. Well, also Disney mm-hmm. owns Star Wars, and they weren't interested in publishing a Star Wars a AAA Star Wars game. They gave it. Well, we're keeping they up let, a game studio. They let EA have it. EA <laughs> have it too. Yeah, so maybe they don't want to make a Marvel game. I I just want a great Spider Man game. That's all I want. I think it. I've had a I've had a couple very good ones. There are, are cool games. You know what? I, I, t- I was talking today about Marvel Heroes. I was thinking about jumping into that and um, might mm-hmm. be able to get some Marvel Heroes related prizes. So I'm, I am curious if anybody out there plays Marvel Heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, looks, they had a fun April Fool's joke where. Oh yeah. Yeah. They 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 revealed new superheroes. One was Dupe, <laughs> and, and one was uh, an NPC hot dog vendor who had been endowed with special clamp like it's like fun stuff that's like that. That's funny. I like that. See, and, uh, yeah. they're, they're neighbors of ours, and I've always been interested. Oh, and, that's uh, I didn't know that. So yeah, maybe I don't know. I was maybe I'll hit them up for some something in game we can give away mm. here. No, that's cool. That, yeah. Mm. So I aside from other things I've read, mm. I read. No, mm. you go ahead. I'm gonna get a beer. Well, let's see. I I definitely read some the end of uh, of Matt Fraction's Fantastic Four, which sadly ended with a whimper, just because Matt Fraction was done with it ahead of time, and he had other things he wanted to work on, which was sad. It had such promise at the start. I, it, I, it was sewn up well. I only least. read to, the, to issue five, or the uh, to when Age of Ultron came in, but I yeah. really liked. I man. liked his FF more than his Fantastic Four. I love yeah, I like the FF too. And then, I, and then Saga Volume Three came out, and oh. it was great. Like Saga, Saga yeah. collections. If you read them just six issues at a time, like it is such a treat, like mm-hmm. a yearly treat. And the Saga Volume Three ends basically with a feeling of like they could take a year off if they want. And yeah. I haven't seen. I 
I also was afraid after I finished reading it that I knew before they had written in six issue chunks. Mm-hmm. And so this was issue 18, and it is the most recent issue, and I was I was looking. So when does issue 19 come out? Not scheduled. Not on the docket. One came out like last week. 19? No, not as far as I saw. Us. I, I could, it could be all bleeding together. I'm old and time is passing by quickly, Henry. But it was a great, great, great book. And I, I've come to like it more with each issue. I, like, I keep meaning to catch up on that, but I was buying single issues for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's difficult to get... Inv- you know what? Because I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm catching up on Invincible. And yes. like it's like one issue is never really enough. There's uh, those those Invincible in particular is very dense. Mm-hmm. Uh, very dense with things. And I want to keep reading more and more and more. And, but oh, I I'll, don't want to wait for the collection. Speaking of Kirkman books, did you mm-hmm. see? I, I just saw the cover. But, uh, is that an April Fool's joke? Be careful. I, well, maybe it was. But I believe uh, Dylan, whatever, Darryl crossbow Dixon. boy, Daryl. Yeah, that he's now in the book. That's an April Fool's joke. Aww. I believe. I believe. I mean, I don't know why they would have chosen April 1st to announce that. You are correct. Uh, yes, I could be true. wrong. No. That's, that's what sucks. I, I looked up some news for something very important that I needed, mm-hmm. and the news came out April 1st. And, like, unless I find mm-hmm. this somewhere else, I yeah. can't believe this. When in our business, in my business life, our old pal Lizzie Cuevas, mm-hmm. I still get emails from her, mm-hmm. but business emails. And one of them was at the top, it, it, was, it was just to announce something at, at her new job. It was a press release for a new job, but it had to say the start at the, in the at the top of the written part and in the subject line, "Not a joke," and in all caps, <laughs> "Not a joke." And then the details, like, no, we had we had that issue too. We announced um, the Mega Man Game Boy games are coming out, and people get to vote on the order mm-hmm. that they want them released. Which one do you want? Which one do you want first? Mm-hmm. Uh, when do you want it? And people didn't believe us because it, it wasn't even on April first. It was just too close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Tragic reality of uh, April Fool's Day, but worth it. Yes, well worth it. All right, well we're gonna take. But I also read this. Well, this is all right. This was fun. This is for me. It was a highlight of the week because Elson had kind of poo pooed it, but not because the content of the issue, but because the typical something we talked about before. The typical Marvel like the first issue doesn't get to the meat of what's going to make this interesting, and it's Ghost Rider, right? Which I read last night and thoroughly enjoyed. Okay. Um, uh, Tradmore's art, in particular, which, if you read uh, what a strange talent of Luther Strode, mm-hmm. not the rest of it, because that is yeah, weeaboo anime loose... garbage. Nah, I didn't think it was that. I bad. am the best fighter. No, you are not the best fighter. For I am the best fighter. Like wow, well, but it was is, bloody. I, cannot, I cannot believe <laughs> it. Well, the art is the best thing about it, and mm-hmm. there's like no substance to the book at all. That was not the well, case. Well, because he's taking, he's making a sequel to a standalone thing. Yes, and but. The art, when I looked at it, I'm like, that is the future of how comics should look. And mm-hmm. Ghost Rider has an amazing new look. And I do, I'm not, I don't know if Ghost Rider's the type of character people latch on to, like, his origin or who he needs to be. I don't care that don't he's a little so. teenage kid. Yeah. I don't care that he doesn't drive a motorcycle. It just, it looks amazing. It read pretty beautifully, and I cannot wait to read more mm-hmm. Ghost Rider. I, I should check it out. I, I didn't know about the Luther Strode thing. Brett didn't mention it because probably because Brett hasn't read that book. But uh, well, it doesn't have a Marvel logo one. <laughs> well, it just it makes me sad sometimes when Brett reveals how he doesn't remember any, like every he reads a comic and then it's like out of his brain like a, a week later. Well, that that if I don't read an arc, mm-hmm. that does happen. That does happen to me. I even had to get in the habit of stuff like Superior Spider Man, like 
I don't remember what happened in the last issue mm-hmm. because it wasn't a full story. I had and I would read the last issue and the current issue before mm-hmm. I would read the current issue. Stinks a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I I pride myself on remembering everything, every pop culture thing, but I like too many things. Like true to remember everything that's ever happened in wrestling, comic books, <laughs> video games. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes, re- oh, many TV shows, mm. and films. Mm. Something's got to give. Film is given first. <laughs> Good. Well, I used Fuck to, that medium. I man. used to take so much pride in knowing and seeing all these films. Mm-hmm. I worked in a fucking video store. Mm. I was a movie nerd. And now I've really, I haven't really watched movies in like four years. Mm. <laughs> it's a downer. And, and on that downer, let's take a break. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to have some crazy news about movies including more casting stuff and other things hey guys it's a break thanks again for listening to this week's episode of a Crisis, the comic book podcast on the Laser Time Network, which you know as well as I do, but if you're new to this episode, maybe you don't, that you can support us in so many ways if you really enjoy the show. Go to lasertimepodcast.com. On that website, on the left side on the homepage, you'll see a PayPal link. You can just click on that, give us a little money through PayPal, just tip us, whatever you can you can bear. It really helps us keep everything going smoothly, or you can buy a t-shirt through the t-shirt store. You just buy one there. We got a lot of cool t-shirts. Or on the right side of the screen, we have a link to Amazon. You can buy the stuff we're suggesting to buy through Amazon or buy anything through the new tab that opens in that link. And a little money comes our way. So it will be really helpful to us. Also, if you subscribe, if you're listening to this on iTunes, subscribe and review us. All reviews help. Same with whatever service you are subscribing on. A review probably helps. So, you know, review, review us where you can. And last, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. This week, just because I said the name of it wrong, I'm going to say it correctly, it is the original graphic novel, Spider-Man Family Business, a hardcover written by Mark Wade and... My throat. Written by Mark Wade and James Robinson with art by a... Gabriel something or other, a dude from another country than America. But I still like it even with that, <laughs> that holding that against him. No, it's a great, it's a really fun book. A nice, succinct Spider-Man adventure starring Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Beautiful art. Check it out, and you can buy it through a link to Amazon on the show page for this week's episode. And now, back to the rest of the show! What the fuck? We're back. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, guys. Uh, so. Filth is so surprising from you. News. There was some news. News first, is news. First off, I remember I, I read that uh, DC Comics, who used to, like, part of the New 52, one of their one of their pluses was that they never, they didn't have delays. They just got to fill an artist. But now with bigger books that, like, these books that have have an executive, a DC executive working on them, oh, they seemingly get to have delays with no fill-in. 
like I mentioned last week, that Forever Evil should be called uh, the Forever really is uh, <laughs> the Prince cycle? key to the title mm. because it got you won't the like the ending of the book is coming two months late and but it has such big changes that it's also delaying Justice League, which is like their marquee wow. title, mm-hmm. but. Because you know the new the new Justice League lineup, the leader is Luther. Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. and they're obviously going to be talking about the finale of, of of it. And so, yeah. And well, meanwhile, the same deal with now with uh, Superman Unchained, which was like it's the new Superman Monthly. It's going to be written by Scott Snyder, drawn by Jim Lee. <laughs> then it was hit with all these delays. Now, like issue nine, which was supposed to be the last issue, was supposed to come out this month. Issue seven isn't even out this month. And issue nine, like, no. is it like disappeared from pre-orders? Like, did we really think a title called Superman Unchained would be the lasting Superman title? Yeah, well, you'd at least figure Jim Lee would finish what he had committed to at the very least. Unchained? Like, How long can one remain unchained? I know. And really, it should be called Superman Caged because he is not. You're not gonna let out. Oh yeah. But it's not even the premier Superman book anymore. Mm-hmm. Superman will kick into high gear. When Jeff Johns takes it over with uh, John Romita Jr. later this year, like that'll be the big deal. Uh, and then also in the news was a funny story. I, I just read the headline of which uh, Lindsay Lohan thinks her manager cost her role <laughs> in the Avengers. That is so. Yeah. I am not a Lohan basher. Mm-hmm. I think the girl is very pretty and has done great work and is succumbing to the horror that her life as a child star has become mm-hmm. I feel bad for her most of the time yeah. and this is another one of those delusional things because I think from what I read she's like I told my manager that I was interested in being Scarlett Johansson <laughs> and he didn't, didn't do it for me like, do it. I'm not sure if that's enough <laughs> that you care to be this character yes. that you get to be this character and I don't know what world you live in mm-hmm. what was the story I'm sorry well no just that she didn't say what the part was most people think it was one of the smaller parts that were it in the film Maria Hill or yeah but no, Probably not Scarlett. She Joyce. wouldn't be Maria Hill. Why would Come you on. cast her as Maria Hill? Yeah, like we need somebody who has the gravitas to be the second in command of Shield. Well, and who's Lohan. Maria Hill? Is what's her name? Colby Smolder, the greatest name in the universe. Yeah, who just starred in, in the credits? In apparently the very disappointing finale of How I Met Your Mother. I'll never know. I'll never watch it. You know what? It should have been called. What's that? If I were to make a joke about spoilers, um, How I Met Your Dead Mother. <laughs> Where's my rim shot? Because he married, like, the story is like, yeah, here's, I met your mother. Oh, but she died. Like, he's like, and we were super happy together, but she died like five years ago. And they, and so then the real thing is, oh, well, it's after. a spoiler, Henry. You sure you want to keep going with this? What? If you love the show, you watched it last night. Nah, sure. All right, fine. I won't sure. say anything else about it other than he dies and he has to find a new love. Anyway, <laughs> uh, any other, in actual casting news. Although I do hope Colby Smolders comes back to the Shield, and I read the Onion AV Club's review of the, this week's episode of the Shield of Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. I will keep when I say the Shield. I wish. But this week's episode of Agents of Shield was said like they finally get kicked into high gear. Like, really? They said that because fi- it was. It, they said partially because of a situation that is spinning out of the Captain America film the team is becoming like this rogue agent group that they should have been from the fucking beginning Mm -hmm. and then Deathlock shows up who is a real Marvel character kind of super-y 
and that it feels like the team is actually working together. And so I hope now that Colby Smolders is off of How I Met Your Mother, now Ooh. she can be a regular on that show. Mm. All right, but the uh, the Doctor Doom casting, as the reports say, are guess who? Well, you won't guess who it is. Uh, <laughs> Variety says it's Toby Kebbell, who if you saw the yeah, film yeah. Rock and Rolla. In the uh, Guy Ritchie movie? Yeah, the Guy Ritchie movie. He was the this sassy young kid. And I believe in the film Control, which was about Joy Division, I believe he played the lead uh, lead suicidal singer. Ah. Here's a photograph of him. Mm-hmm. That's not a picture. Let me... There we go. But he See, is, Again, I saw that no, on April hit Fool's the, Day. You hit the Bing button. Yeah. My bad. Anyway. Get rid of that phone. Um, but anyway, yeah, you saw it on April Fool's Day. I think Viardi is right about this, though. Mm. But... Uh, I said Viardi as Viardi. a reference. I said that as a reference to the best show on WFMU. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, um, the, the guy he looks he looks like a snide dude who'd be in charge of the who, who would be Doctor Doom would be like I'm Doctor Doom Richards. You're I'm way smarter than you, Reed Richards. Maybe it's just the non Marvel Marvel casting, but mm-hmm. I'm a little tired of all the casting going to actors younger than me. Mm-hmm. I had at least a false sense of hope that I would play one Marvel character. Everybody in the Fantastic Four is half my age, <laughs> including Victor Von Doom. They want young people. That's, That's true. They want. I, I feel like they should be early thirties, mid thirties. They're depressing. just Robert Downey Jr. Was he like nearing eighty? I don't know. I can't <laughs> fifty. Judge. I can't judge. Fifty definitely. I can't judge your face. Well, same with Ed Norton. Like he's not a young man. And speaking of which, Mark Ruffalo. I can that play was, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, that that's the same. Jeremy Renner's no spring chicken. Uh-huh. Only Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans, the guys who have, who have to have perfect bodies. Like <laughs> they're they're the young guys. Mm-hmm. And even Chris Evans isn't that young. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of Marvel casting and Marvel casting Marvel, did you hear the Daredevil rumor that no. got tweeted to us right after last week's episode? No. Uh, it D double D might be played by a uh the the D of Showtime. David Duchovny, Dexter, be- Dexter. No, no Michael was- C. Hall. Right. Sorry, I hate the show Dexter. Might yes. Well, what, what like Californication is better? Maybe you get to see more titties, Duchovny but like is always going to trump most things. Henry, Duchovny is that. just a he's sex hound. Of, he's a fucked up sex hound drug his personal addict. Life, like, and I can relate to it. But uh, hated Dexter, but him on Six Feet Under. Michael C. All is great. Him and Gamer. I loved fantastic. him in Gamer. He was so like theatrical and stupid, and and in an awesome shape. I can, yeah, I guess I can kind of. He see it. is a great actor too. He's like a, he is he's a great, a great actor. actor. In my point, if you see him in, if you knew him through, were introduced to him through Six, Six Feet Under, under yeah. and then saw him on Dexter, you're like, wow, this guy can do. He has huge, massive range. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen if you couple if you couple that with gamer like they're yeah. just so every one of those roles is so massively opposed. And so to I another. think he can totally deal with the Catholic guilt that Daredevil yeah. deals with, and that he's like older. Oh, and can he monologue in his head? Oh, man, Could yeah. he monologue in his head? Exactly. That's what Daredevil does all the yeah. time. And and also I read I that wasn't the, gonna live by Kingpin's code. <laughs> the reason the reason people think it's true as well is because that he's of. The scale of famous that Marvel likes to hire at. Mm. They don't want somebody too famous who makes the character like, oh, you're seeing Johnny Depp as their character. But they don't Hope want... But, but I think it's... Some, but they don't want an can, unknown either. Well, I think it's... From what I've seen, it's people with tremendous talent yeah. Yeah. who aren't going to be hard to get 
for multiple appearances. Uh-huh. Guys were like, if you sign them to seven movies, they're like, yeah, sure. I don't I'll think, as much as I like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, I don't mm-hmm. think in this day and age he could... I don't think he'd get cast as Wolverine now. And I, yeah, I, I mean, I sort of do, just because what the hell else is he doing? <laughs> well, now he's too old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, the idea, like, we're gonna, we're, go, we're we could be on the verge of losing the, this generation of Marvel movie characters, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think we want to avoid that at all costs. Well, I think the Marvel universe, I, I feel like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just going to go in a cycle. Like, it'll mm-hmm. the Phase One, it, it, what began with Iron Man, will end in Avengers Three, mm-hmm. and then they could they could just start over. Who knows? I don't. I don't. I hope they don't start over. But what I think is that they could take three years off. And those start Avengers over. characters may not appear again together, mm-hmm. but they will. There's always going to be room for one or two of them to make small appearances in other things. Yeah, well, the Hulk neat. the Hulk just needs to have his own movie series. Like, Ruffalo, I've read Ruffalo has a seven-movie deal. I hope I hope so. I want to see another Hulk movie. I have never hated a Hulk movie, except for the uh, Lou Ferrigno ones. So I, Incredible Hulk's not good. So I read, too, that uh, this, the one last rumor I read was that because the... Uh, partially because they want to give more free time to to the major stars who star in their own movie, mm-hmm. that uh, the Hulk and Hawkeye are going to have big parts in Avengers 2, while Cap, Thor, and Iron Man aren't bit players, but they're not on... They don't take as much screen time as they did in the first Avengers film. Mm-hmm. I I'm mean... Sure how I feel about it. Well, I could see them just going like, I'd like a more relaxed shooting schedule. I, I, I barely... Like, Thor barely wants to be in these movies, it sounds like. But yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you know what... Maybe you should sit back and think for a second and realize you should be honored <laughs> to uphold this character on screen. I think they felt honored the first, like, two years. I but know. Now, Look, I'm, you're talking to a guy who's received at least one or two minor dream jobs. And mm-hmm. eventually, yeah. <laughs> and eventually, trailing. You'll you find a way to complain about it. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know what? Also, I didn't like about that Nerd Turtles trailer hmm. that it that it sounded like a Transformers trailer. It was. I didn't like about it. It was. It was very much a Michael Bay trailer. Yes. When the turtles are on screen in the daylight, it's just a cartoon mm-hmm. of them sliding in the mountain. But it's probably an action sequence. Mm-hmm. It just. It, but and then, well, I didn't. I don't. Hate and the then it ends with I a cute the joke. But, then, but like, I like their characterizations. And then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sounding like Michelangelo. Was really well, cool. then in April, like, I don't think she said a word in the trailer. Didn't need to, hang. Megan Fox is that much Just have presence. her react, yeah. I'm cupping my hands over my oh, chest geez. right now, people. Uh, all right, let's answer some questions. Who is your favorite mustachioed comic book oh, character? God. I was looking forward to this one. I forgot. Cody Stovall, the first to reply. Alex Lewis Armstrong. How dare you speak to me, your elder, with such blatant disrespect? Let me remedy this fight with a genteel decorum. With, gen- with my genteel decorum. Not I'm yet. not sure who he's referencing. Not getting honestly. it yet. I don't know. I'm clicking on his image. It's a dead image. Sorry, Cody Stovall. I shouldn't have even read you, but you were first, and uh, I honor first responders. He's a sweet boy. Dum Dum Dugan is what JB Stream says. J. Jonah Jameson. We really should have thought about that last week. Is is Banquas? Yes, is a hero. He's a Spider Slayer suit. He looks, he looks all right. He's, he's not always evil, but uh, yeah, Banquo Stepson says, Stepson, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Oh, shit. Yeah, Beto Bearclaw is right. I would, s- let's say that Man-Thing <laughs> does have a mustache. Does he? 
Does he have a mustache? He has a mm. dick nose. Well, I mean, he has the stuff hanging to the sides, too. Yeah, uh, those are more like mutton chops, maybe. Uh, then uh, Aimbotmaster says... Uh, oh, Sinestro. Sinestro, totally good. He has such an evil, like, devil <laughs> mustache. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter from G.I. Joe. That's a good one, Sa- Sim D. Oh, snap, Bro Raicho. Uh, Future Colossus from the recent all-new X-Men Battle of the Atom. I love, oh, I love the yeah. idea of a mustache going through the metal skin. And John Wehizzle brings up Axe Cop, which is uh, totally, totally right. Uh, Batman Boy, I always like to... I miss him commenting on this stuff. And he says, the original or essentially pre-90s Tony Stark... The mustache gave him the superpower to ingest more booze than anyone besides James Bond. Oh, John was Hizzle right now has his comic reviews up for Inhuman and Green Arrow. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, Super Giraffe brings up Matches Malone, obviously. Mm-hmm. I love Matches Malone. <laughs> A Bustful of Nun says Hitler, and then has nice. the Captain America cover. Uh, let's keep going. Another J. Jonah Jameson. Alternate Universe Wolverine James Howlett Ooh. had a sweet mustache. Is that the ultimate... Uh, universe? I, I think don't, yep, I don't I'm, recognize that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Whoa! Oh, that was awesome looking. The, sorry, I was too busy looking at, at the gif. The gif Silly that's goose. on Gersnor. It's like the uh, yeah. Another person says alcoholic Tony Stark. It is funny in the <laughs> in in Matt Fraction series when he was doing flashbacks to Tony when he was an alcoholic. Oh, that's what he has a mustache. Slade Wilson. Lol. Oh, that's Slade eh. Puddle. Um, Let's see here. Full Metal Alchemist, dude. That's Commissioner weird. Gordon. He's a comic character. Has he ever been a superhero? Wow. Has Commissioner Gordon ever gotten the opportunity the, you to You know, the gone? police are the real heroes. Ah, here. that's right. Uh, who's this? Oh, wow. This uh, uh, Apollo Mask says Dan McNinja from a webcomic. <laughs> dude cut a hole in his mask so that he could show off his mustache. Pretty boss. That is pretty cool. I have not heard of that guy. Howard the Duck, he does not have a mustache. Lando, Howard the Duck does not have a mustache. Uh, let's see. And up, Thrill Killer. Obviously, Vartox from DC Comics. <laughs> I'm not. Wow, that guy is something else. Ah, is that from Power Girl? Yes, obviously. See, I feel like only a woman would draw that. Like Zodos. a dude, a dude would be too afraid to draw the the junk right there. And if you go to the forums and see Darth Enderex post here, um, this guy's a little bit more toned, but we do share many similarities with our bodies. <laughs> Hairiness and hairlines, Jesus. So you're also you're you're both basically George the Animal Steel beneath the shirt. <laughs> I mean, you get that reference now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it still hurts. Let's see another Tony Stark. Oh, I love this one. Maddie Noxid said Corsair. The he is a freaking space pirate with an amazing stash and a hair to die for. Nice. He is great. R.I.P. Corsair. He's currently dead. <laughs> Savage Dragon. Not into that. See, <laughs> uh, Poop Ghost just had <laughs> a, a, a drawing of 60 Spider-Man with a mustache pasted on it. That's pretty funny, especially oh, that it ghost. is drawn like in the in the cartoon where they would only bother drawing the webs over his face and neck. Hey, Horai Gauza agrees with me with um, the Viltramites. Oh, yeah, all the Viltramites are great. Which I never know if I'm pronouncing correctly. Uh, I want to meet someone else who really They do look like Freddie Mercury. Mm -hmm. It's funny to look back on the two eras of Freddie Mercury. The one is like this fey, Mm -hmm. this fey, like, magical elf of of rock. And then then in, like, the mid-80s, he's like, nah, I'm hardcore now. Mustache, suspenders, Mm -hmm. 
to, like he became super butch. Uh, he was still a rock god. Yes. Like, and it it was much like Rob Halford. It was just funny to see all these people like, yeah, rock and roll, man. Rock. What? 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 My life. My. What am my I wearing? <laughs> uh, so this week's question. You know what? Hmm. There was this. This is kind of a mix of things with. Uh, uh, with gob- the go- the Green Goblin mm-hmm. drawing, which I think his face looks really stupid, but you got to have a face saying stuff. Like mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man's 2 Green Goblin, you can't have just a motionless mask. I don't think he can go with a metal mask again. Nope. And, and it's the same deal with Doctor Doom. I love Doctor Doom, mm-hmm. and Doctor Doom should only, in my opinion, yes. the true, doc- the the true Doctor it. Doom is a guy in an iron mask. It's a symbol that of his him. vanity. He never ta- he never shows his face once his, once whatever happens to him puts him in that mask never takes it off. But then in but then in the movies, in both the Fantastic Four movies, like nah, he shouldn't have a mask. We hired Julian McMahon, mm-hmm. the star of Nip Tuck. <laughs> I mean that's that he'll be famous forever. That guy, and we gotta show his face. I was talking to my Brazilian friend on the train, she was we were talking about the Fantastic Four movie, and then like mm-hmm. and then they hired the guy from. Uh, charmed. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he was uncharmed also. I that's true. Never knew. And like, no, he's the guy from Nip Tuck. What? What is Nip Tuck? Like, the guy from It charmed. was a trashy like, piece of garbage. Like, Nip Tuck is so forgettable. That was the bad. You can see that when you're, when they're financing shows at FX, like, mm-hmm. we need edgy, edgy, edgy. And they get Shield and Nip Tuck. I wonder if at a certain point they're like, man, Nip Tuck, like they're saying to Shield, Hey guys, Nip Tuck is—they're getting it right. They're getting titties in every episode. You guys need come on, have a go to a strip club. Can he bust a strip club? What <laughs> For, about that? Forgettable and no one remembers it. I hated exactly. Nip Tuck. I did. Like, I did like that actor, Julian. No, he uh, Julian McMahon. Mm. No, not related to Vince, I believe. But uh, anyway, Fire. WrestleMania yeah. this weekend. But anyways, so. Do you think, this is a question, do you think a full body mask can work? Like, do you think it, like, it's it's hard to do with Spider-Man? They, and also, I, uh, real quick addendum to that. They put up, like, the first 30, 50, 50 seconds of uh, Spy- Amazing Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. online. Like, it is his, his opening web swing. Like, the film starts with him swinging around. And it looks cool, and it starts off with this shot that's like him falling from the back and you can see the costume like material ruffling in the air and you're like oh this feels a lot realer that's good and then he starts swinging and you're like i'm watching a cg movie now like this is a cg film and it looks good there's some shots where they try to hide it better they deal with it better than they did in the in in raimi spider-man film because they have some point of view shots that are like okay a camera this this looks natural but but I feel when I saw it too, I was like, "This should just be a CGI." Spider-Man we got to go watch Roger. All right. Anyway, do you think everybody. a full ma- body, ma- a full mask for a full movie can work? Answer that in the forums. This week's episode, uh, yeah, oh, cool. lasertimepodcast.com. and also Cape. Nope, we're on Cape Crisis. Also VG Empire. Also VGA Video Game, Video Game Apocalypse and Cheap Popcast, the pro wrestling show. WrestleMania is coming up, guys. Do you have your WWE Network thing? Are you going to have your fingers crossed that the stream doesn't die in the middle of WrestleMania? Because I will be. We'll see how. Well, the night before is the Hall of Fame, which is streaming live as well, so it'll be a good bandwidth te- test for them. We'll see if it dies during that. 
And until next time, before my voice goes out, Excelsior! Excelsior!